Welcome back to another episode of Pulse on the Market. I'm your host, Jaden Vrains, founder of Vrains Capital, and let's get right into it for today. So we've seen a slight sellout in the market. The reason being, I'm not exactly sure yet, but the Dow is down 0.25%, the NASDAQ is down 0.54%, the S&P down 0.18%, small caps down 0.21%, and the 10-year is down 0.37%. So we've, we've seen a little mix of stocks that have been doing decently well, but the majority of them are in the red for today. Uh, I just want to highlight a couple stocks to start off. eBay had a solid earnings report. They're up 7%. Um, Agilent Technologies up 4%, even though their earnings report came out and they were actually down year over year. I believe, I believe it was around 5%, but they reported 1.29 and the estimate was 1.2 billion. So that was up 5%. And the revenue, they reported 1.65 and the estimate was 1.58. So they beat that by around 4.5%. So we've seen a solid earnings report from Agilent Technologies and that caused the stock to rise 4%. But I wonder how long they can hold on to this because one, the market is down today. And typically when the market is down in general, it, it tends to pull down the stocks that are doing quite well. So we should see... Potentially that eBay starts to drop a little bit and Agilent Technologies. I still believe they're going to be positive on the day, but we could see a slight pullback here in a little bit. So news on crypto. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with crypto, but it is remarkable. So Bitcoin is at 61,000 per Bitcoin. And just a few weeks ago, I remember I was talking to you guys when it was at what, 45,000 and at like minimum, it was at like 42,000 shoots up to like 48 and then 50 and shot up to 55 and now it's at 61. So it's been on the rise just in on the 27th here. Yeah, it was at 57,000. So it shot up another 4,000. Let's take a look week over week. Uh, so yeah, it was down to 50,000 on the 26th, which is crazy. It went up 11,000 per Bitcoin. And so the year progress for, for Bitcoin is 163% which means if you put a thousand dollars, it'd be worth 2,600. And if you would have put a thousand bucks in Bitcoin back in, uh, just, just last year, overall Bitcoin's up 58,000. That's impressive. So just a mere gram would have been worth a pretty penny in today's age. And we've seen hikes though, up, up to 64,000, give or take. So we're, we're approaching that all time high for Bitcoin and if it surpasses that, I could see it taking off. And we haven't even came to the halving point yet. I didn't think it was going to happen this early. I was bullish on crypto, on Bitcoin in general, but we haven't even gotten to the halving. Basically, in case you missed the last episodes, halving is basically that's it's twice as hard to mine Bitcoin, essentially. Well, it's the same process, but you only get half the supply for mining a Bitcoin. So once you put in those hashes and you, you guess the the equation right and you receive the Bitcoin, it's only half of what you would normally receive. So companies like Marathon and Riot might take a hit at first just because the supply for mining Bitcoin will, will be halved. But I mean, if, if Bitcoin's going to 100,000, 150,000, then it won't matter in the long run too much. And this happens around every four years, just so you know. So this typically affects all the altcoins as well. The smaller coins, I believe that, let's take a look over here at Ethereum. I know they've, they're close to their all-time high. Uh, let's pull this up. 
Then it keeps it keeps going right back to Bitcoin. I just want to leave. Okay, it's at thirty three fifty one, which is impressive. Let's look at their all time high. It was forty eight. So they still got a little bit of ways to go. Ethereum back to where their all time high was in twenty twenty one. But hey, at this rate, they yeah, we could see some crazy growth out of Ethereum, and they could surpass that as well because they'll get affected even though it's Bitcoin that's getting halved. All right, some news on the market for today. So let's take a look here. Apple kills its electric car. So it was creating an electric car to combat with Tesla. They want to be competitors, basically. Apple wants to take over everything. And this is a decade-long initiative, and it was aimed at rivaling Tesla, and it has been waived. That's because the EV market is tumbling. It is doing terrible. We got stocks like like uh, yeah, Lucio or Lucid, sorry which is only down to what a couple dollars a share it's 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 down horrendously let me let me pull this up just to give you guys the exact number the stock ticker's LCID it's at $3 a share oof that's bad they they were hitting highs of 18 before it was at 56 58 and that was back in 2021 and now it's at a mere $3 a share it's been taking it's just it's just been getting clobbered and we also have stocks like Rivian which the stock ticker is R-I-V-N, and it is at $11.28 per share. This stock as well was up. I mean, at one point it was, what, at 100? 100, 100, let, me, let me double check this. 180. Oh, my. So it was at $180 a share just back in 2021. So we only have information starting in 2021, actually, and because they're relatively new, but they're just getting clobbered. And they're down to $11 a share. So EV companies are not doing so well. There's a lot of reasons being it's lost the hype in the United States and also the competition from China. If there's not any tariffs on China for incoming uh, electric vehicles, then they could potentially take over the entire EV market, not in just the United States, but also in the entire world. Because the Chinese government is dumping billions into these EVs, into these electric vehicles, and they're able to create super cheap, super super high quality EVs that we just don't have the funding in the United States. The government isn't necessarily backing it up like the Chinese government is. So they've been able to create far better products. All right. NVIDIA takes a slight hit. They're down $11, $12 a share, down to $7.75. It's lost a little bit of its heat. It hit peaks of $8.25-ish, give or take, and now it's down to $7.75. This is, this is a little interesting because... This has been an only growth stock starting when in back in October and really in, in January it started to just skyrocket. So it's weird to see Nvidia not really explode especially after a pretty solid earnings report. And they do have a dividend coming up. It's basically worth nothing. It's 4 cents a share, which is would be just a mere percentage. It's, it's really nothing. But the last time we saw a little drop off like this was back in just on the 24th of February. So last week we saw a drop from 745 all the way down to 660, 665. And then it shot up after the earnings report, but it seems to be dropping once again. I'm, I'm a little skeptical, not skeptical, but I'm hesitant. I'm not going to go long in NVIDIA quite yet because uh, I know that there's a lot of companies that are going to try and take market share of NVIDIA. And I don't know how long they can maintain this valuation of almost $2 trillion. And I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. They'll have to continue to innovate to branch out a little bit. If they start making their custom chips for companies like Meta and whatnot, then yes, I could see it continue to grow. But for right now, I'm hesitant and I'm going to stay out of it. 
Uh, let's see what else we got here. Lily and Nova Nordisk. Well, they're both down today, but still, I am still bullish on Lily and Nova Nordisk. I love their weight loss drugs. Honestly, I'm more of a just all natural. I, well, because I love that it's supposed to help people with diabetes to lose weight quickly. And, but I feel like it's just going to go to everyone. I mean, everyone that's overweight is going to want this drug and it's just going to be a quick fix. No one's going to want to actually eat healthy or work out or exercise and get stronger. They're just going to want to hop on these, uh, Wigovi or yeah, this, uh, Ozempic or Lily's is Monjero. So they're just going to want to hop on these weight loss drugs. And that's just gonna, uh, I think that's just bad. I mean, it's going to remind me of, of type of like a Wally type where we're all huge sitting in those chairs, but we got those, we're going to have those Monjeros and those Ozempegs to keep us underweight. So, I mean, but from a business standpoint, investing standpoint, that is a disruptor drug. There's other companies that are trying, like Novartis, they're trying to come out with weight loss drugs because they see the huge potential that we have in the weight loss industry so i mean but right now lily and nova nordisk dominate this industry the only thing they lack is supply so they are they are creating at least i know that lily is creating a huge like two billion dollar uh, factory to produce more weight loss drugs so that should increase the supply and be able to fulfill for this demand the high demand that there is for this product all right let's take a look so there was going to be a Disney or no, there is a Disney Reliance merger. So Walt Disney and Reliance are merging their Indian media businesses, which is Star Media and Viacom 18. And they're doing a joint venture valued at around eight and a half billion. So that's just a news for the Indi- uh, yeah, for the Indian company Reliance. Uh, so there was going to be a Warner Bros. Paramount. Uh, what was it? Uh, they're they're going to merge. And but that got declined, or at least they they just they put it on pause, so it's not yet going through. So Warner Bros. has halted merger talks with Paramount through Skydance Media and Comcast, or, or though Skydance. Oh, sorry guys, I'm I'm reading this right now. Though Skydance Media and Comcast are reportedly exploring opportunities. So let me take a look at the article. So this is found on CNBC, and let's pull it up. It basically just says they're no longer pursuing this merger with Paramount Global as its share trade or it's trading at near its 52 week low. So it's not doing so well. And Warner Bros. apparently is getting scared of that and just because of how low they're trading, especially after this news of, of merging. And so that's that's just not a good look for Warner Bros. So they've put it on on halt currently. All right, let's get back to it. Wendy's is starting to surge their pricing, or at least they want to. So they're planning to test surge pricing in its restaurants by 2025. So their aim is to adjust prices based on demand. And so this move is supported by a $30 million investment in digital enhancements. And it marks a significant shift in fast food industry pricing. I mean, I I personally like Wendy's, and but I'm not the biggest fan of the prices for fast food. We got restaurants like In-N-Out. That I can eat all day long. Oh man, you get eight bucks for a double double grilled onions, no tomato, and a fry. You can't go wrong with that for only eight dollars. But we do see prices in fast food and in the fast food industry starting to rise, adjusting to inflation. Uh, a lot of this started when, uh, when I mean, it cost a lot more to hire employees for fast food restaurants. There's that whole revolt, basically. And so we've seen prices for fast food go up, which is not very good for us as consumers, 
but it's the natural effect of inflation and of having to pay your employees higher wages. Okay, Beyond Meat had a whale of an earnings report, so they they exceeded expectations by seventy three million. Let's actually pull the stock up right now because I know they were up around forty to fifty percent, which is remarkable. The stock ticker is BYND, and so they're currently at forty eight point five percent to eleven dollars a share. So previously they were at around seven to eight dollars a share and it shot all the way up to 12 at one point but now it's at 11.19 so according to their earnings report um oh shoot i have i have let's check out their earnings real quick so yeah um well this so this is something that i don't really understand all the time is that i will get different numbers from different news sources of the estimates and reported or at least for the reported and I, I mean, I guess, there, so you got to be careful because there are different websites that their estimates are different. It depends on, on the analysts who are who are estimating the revenue and earnings per share for these stocks. And so they reported, even though they were down $2.4 a share, their revenue was up to $73 million, which is a good sign for Beyond, and which signifies that they could potentially become more profitable in the future. Let's take a look at their forecast because this is this is very important. So, I mean, while this is just they they reported negative point two four, their estimate is point negative point six eight for the next quarter, negative point five six, negative point five five, negative point four eight. So eventually, they they most likely will achieve profitability. It's very difficult for new companies. It really is like this company. Let's see, let's see when it was created. So. <clears throat> I mean, but they've been around for a second. Hold up. So back in 2009. So it's still relatively new, but I mean, they probably just haven't seen results until recently. And they're also coming out They're They're saying they're coming out with a healthier, better burger and that is going to increase us sales. So that the guidance is, is solid for beyond, which is why the stock, regardless of them missing their estimate for their EPS by 169% still, uh, it's because of their guidance of what they're projecting in the future to become profitable. All right, so a few more companies are laying people off. Uh, Expedia and Sony, Bumble, and these are all technology companies. And according to Expedia, they're they're laying off 1,500 people because of an organizational and a technology transformation. So here's my take on AI. It's not going to hurt the economy and lay a bunch of people off. It's going to create more specialized work. One person will be able to get far more work done and those people that end up getting laid off due to this will just be relocated, repositioned. I doubt that the jobless claims will continue to rise with people laying people off, with companies laying people off, because they'll just be redeployed. So back in the early days, the the civilizations that really progressed the fastest, the quickest, and the most efficiently were the ones that had the best farming. Because when everyone didn't have to farm, they could start being relocated and repurposed for specialization instead of everyone having a farm now they can have blacksmiths they can have just all types of people and and more specialization if they're becoming more efficient with being able to just farm so that's the basics and that comes down to just where you're at the location the soil the 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 rain whatnot just the conditions for solid crops is what creates technological advancement at least back in the day and now we're seeing that with ai that the more productive AI is, the more it can 
increase productivity is the more efficient humans will be and we'll be able to relocate in other areas and just expand very rapidly as a civilization as humanity so it's kind of exciting but it's not super exciting for people that are getting laid off that's very hard especially for the families and sony's laying off 900 employees and bumble is gonna uh, yeah 350 jobs so which is 37 percent of its workforce and so we are seeing layoffs, but the jobless claims last time I checked was down to 201,000, 202,000. And so it is dropping, even though companies are laying people off. It's just the way the market goes, the way this industry is, is that, I mean, survival of the fittest and you have to do what you got to do in order to become profitable and to succeed. And yeah, but Phil Knight said that he felt really bad for not planning efficiently in order to not have to lay off people so many times because he said it was very hard to lay people off, but he had to for the success of the company. All right. I believe there are some political news like Trump and Biden winning their primaries in Michigan. This could be another, another standoff between Biden and Trump, which I mean, be ready for the, the markets always get affected by elections, especially an election like this. If, either Biden or if Trump wins, then we can see a huge shift in either direction in the economy or at least in the, in the market short term, because this is very controversial. Uh, Some news on 401ks, the number of 401k millionaires surged by 41% last year, which is kind of crazy. So Fidelity reported a 20% increase in accounts with balances of at least $1 million. And it's attributed to strong market performances and just steady savings rates. So those 401ks are turning on in, turning into millionaires, which is which is cool. All right, uh, on the earnings reports, nothing too crazy except for today. Salesforce, which is a member of the Dow and the S and P 500, will report today after close. Analysts are estimating 9.23 billion in revenue, which would be a 10% year-over-year increase, and 2.26 in EPS, which is a 34.5% year-over-year increase in their earnings per share. We also have companies like Snowflake, which will increase in 28% year-over-year in both revenue and earnings per share. I'm excited to see how how these two companies do, Salesforce and Snowflake. I will be keeping a close tab on on both of those. We'll have to see what happens. And I'll let you guys know tomorrow how they're doing. And other than that, that's pretty much it for the earnings reports. Nothing too crazy going on. And that'll be it for today. Once again, guys, please reach out to me with any questions, concerns, comments, or you want me to dive into a stock ticker, just reach out to me at marketpulse.io. So if you just reach out to me on Instagram, DM me, and I will get back to you guys as soon as I can. And also I'll feature that stock in the next show. So once again, here's my little ghetto. If I can pull it up, man, I don't have a pull up again. It's my little, my disclaimer. So you guys don't sue me. Please don't. That would be bad. This is not financial advice, guys. I'm just doing this for, for my personal research and to help you guys out. But here it is. The, this podcast is for informational purposes only. and does not constitute financial investment or legal advice. The content provided is based on the host's personal opinions and experiences. Listeners are advised to conduct their own research and seek the advice of qualified professionals before making any investment decisions. The host and guests do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information shared, and they are not responsible for any actions taken based on the content of the podcast. Investing involves risk. It's all risky. And past performance is not indicative of future results. The host and guests do not are the host and guests are not responsible for any losses or damages that may occur as a result of investments made after listening to this podcast. Love you guys. Thanks for listening, and I will see you guys tomorrow.